0: Iron Jungle podcast is raw, it's real, it has zero gimmicks, zero bullshit, and absolutely zero fucks to
1: give. Welcome to the Iron Jungle. This is real, no bullshit, no holds barred, wide fucking open podcast.
0: We've been at this far too long to be fucking around. This is the jungle. Where anything goes, no holds barred. We're going to be talking
1: about the real shit, how to succeed. In a world where you have goals, but there's so much misinformation and bullshit trying to sell you something, this is the informative podcast. And there's no hold on the jungle. The question is, are you
0: ready? Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the Iron Jungle. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome inside the Iron Jungle podcast. We're going to take a trip down memory. And sometimes, you know, to be honest with you, I'm not even sure if I want to take a trip down that fucking my my past is not, not terrible, but it's not great, I'll tell you that much. And Drew, I don't know a whole lot about your past, but you pitched this idea on this podcast. It's like, if you could go back in time and have a conversation with 18-year-old Drew, and I think every listener to this podcast has had that thought in their head. Like, if I could go back and know what I know now, what would I do back then? So the premise of this podcast really is to, like, Educate, not necessarily say, like, this is what i do if I was 18, but especially those who are beginning their journey in fitness or maybe don't necessarily know where to start or what to do. Because when we were 18, or in my case, when I was even, like, 22, I still do not know what the fuck I was doing. Um, and it took a long time for me to educate myself. And even today, it's still a, a process. And it's a process for you, and you have been formulating products for the longest time, and you learn new shit every single day.
1: Bro, I'm 29, I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing with my life. Well, yeah, uh, I guess I'll figure it out someday. I mean, I knew one day... Uh, when I grew up, I want to be Ryan Buckeye, but I don't know about that They anymore. all do, yeah. brother. They all do. I might, I might want to be Jim Stepani. <laughs> the, um, the idea for this podcast came organically. Funny enough, you know, uh, those listening, how we come up with the ideas, we usually, um, it's Drew thinking of things the day before we decide to film them. You yeah. know, I'll sit down, like, hey, what are they recording? All right, cool. Put some thought into it. Sometimes I have a few ready, and we pick one. Sometimes happens organically. And I don't know why. I was inspired watching... Some college football, thinking about, you know, hear about incoming freshmen that, that I, oh, these 18 year old kids, if I go back and like the NFL guys were, you know, analysts talking about, hey man, my day, I'm like, that's a good topic about what have we learned that we'd pass on to people that are just starting in fitness or my 18 year old self? What lessons have I learned that I could apply that would make things much smoother and not make the same stupid mistakes? Um, so on and so forth. So I got to
0: yeah. say, Drew, the fact that you thought of this while watching college football, I've got to imagine it was about the fourth quarter of that Nebraska Colorado game, and you thought to yourself, if I could go back to halftime and I had a 20 to nothing lead, maybe life would be better, but I'm a Nebraska Husker fan and my team is trash. Is that kind of the, the, the premise of the thoughts to go back in time?
1: I mean, it would go back to 1997, the last time Nebraska <laughs> won a national championship. They won the the a national championship. one.
0: I've never won one in football. Well, okay. No, I mean, I was going to say maybe back before I even knew they existed. They have a lot of cool trophies. That's not a championship trophy, but.
1: All right, so now, now we have that set aside, and Iowa still has So fuck Iowa. Iowa sucks. If you're from Iowa,
0: <laughs> we love you, but Iowa sucks.
1: Iowa cockeyes, fuck them. <laughs> All right, continue, my friend. So. With this in mind, um, we've got the friendly trash talking out of the way for the last 30 seconds. More to come. Um, I guess a lot of people don't know the backstory besides – and this isn't a personal podcast. It is, so fuck y'all is beside uh, either kind of where I started from or the re- journey that Ryan's taken to kind of get there but bro you know would you believe if I was telling you now in third fucking grade I was 165 pounds in the third grade I was wider than I was tall I was the fat kid I was the one I got picked on I was the one that would always be considered a bully because I'd always be shoving kids down after getting picked on by six kids and then I'm the big bully and mm-hmm. I, I, so fuck y'all To this day, I definitely think that does help shape my drive for being who I am, having a little bit of spitefulness for, okay, I'm in shape, and now you'll get all the skinny kids, all the fat fucks at bad groceries at fucking Kmart, and they're not even open anymore, so fuck y'all twice Mm -hmm. with your gomer, pig-ass wives, whatever. So that's a little bit of saltiness. (laughs) It's funny how life works out, but point being is that – the first thing we're going to discuss is body image, right. okay? You know, as a kid, if you're not cut like an athlete, you don't look like an athlete, or, you know, you don't look like other kids. If you're a fat kid, skinny kid, you're fucking weird, you're not athletic, then the point being is it's going to fuck with your head. In today's society, more than anything out there, we're going to spend some real shit here, is that body image is something that's very prevalent. Everybody's yeah. imparted every day on social media, on Instagram, on Facebook, um, got from <laughs> magazine ads, even when we were kids, you know, muscular development, you know, um, everybody's, everybody's shredded, everybody looks great And then you're like, oh fuck, okay, I'm not big enough, I'm not lean I'm not, you know, watching athletes TV, I'm not fast So one thing that you have to realize, guys Is that there's more to it, especially as a kid Or even a high school athlete, than how you look Like if you're an athlete, you need to fucking focus first On athletic performance and playing sports So now let Ryan lead off with this one a little bit What we mean by that
0: in terms of, like, I mean, yeah, you, you don't have to be in shape. You don't have to have a good body image to be good at something. You know, mm-hmm. for example, you can look at any major offensive lineman in professional football. They're meant to be big dudes. They're meant to be what Drew was in the third grade times six, you know? Like, you look at – we were just talking about football. You look at, like, Wisconsin's offensive line, the Nebraska's offensive line. These boys – I mean, they are they, they, what's funny, too, about offensive linemen is they still have self-image issues. Like, they know they have to be 350 pounds to play that position, but they have those issues. So, you, I mean, there are some athletes who have to be, like, aesthetically, in, basketball athletes, for example, are going to be that way because they're running up and down the court. Soccer athletes, pretty much. I don't think I've ever seen an out-of-shape soccer athlete. I've seen out-of-shape golfers. I've seen out-of-shape baseball players, um, you know, even to some extent, some hockey players. But... From, from my point of view, like, you need to work on your craft of that skill set for that sport. Then most times it does go hand-in-hand with training in the gym or nutrition some way, shape, or form. Because if you want to be faster at something, you can't necessarily be 450 pounds, right? Um, but, like, golf, for instance. The last thing that's mostly on golfers' mind is, like, getting a six-pack and getting, getting a, 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 you know, massive legs. Like, they need to put a fucking ball the size of a, a quarter and a half in a cup, you know, from 300 yards away. That is their number one priority. It is not what they're going to look like on a Wednesday night while taking a selfie for Instagram.
1: And that hits a spot in the head. The main thing and everything we talk about tonight is going to tie into what to keep in mind if you're just starting out in fitness or starting out as a younger kid. Um, coincidentally enough, I think inspired me this. I had a younger kid. Hopefully you listen listened to this. He's a 14-year-old kid. Comes up to me and my training partner the other night. We are training chess. Hey, do you guys compete? Lo and behold, this kid starts rattling off all these questions about the Olympia. You can do fucking more than I did about this Olympia's Lear's lineup. And I'm like, bro, like, how old are you? Like, I'm 14. I just love, the, I love, I love bodybuilding. I love the sport. Mike like, that's awesome. And that's how it works as well. The, the key thing is when I talk about sports is even at the college level, you need to focus on performance. You don't want to be a fat fuck where having excess body fat and weight is going to handle your performance if you need to move faster, be more explosive so on and so forth but don't worry about being a shredded dude with like, like a contest prep ready lean person because that's not conducive to ex- excellent performance. I know for a fact. I've done contest preps. You don't perform well. Even playing slow pitch softball, I found out, man, I got really fucking good right now at walking at an incline on a treadmill and a stair climber, but running around the bases is a different animal. Everything hurts. You feel fucking run down. And, man, I'm fucking shredded, but my performance sucks. I can't even imagine replicating that in full contact wrestling, football, baseball, where I have to go behind the dish and catch nine innings, or I'm playing four quarters offensive, defensive football, or wrestling a tournament. You'd be fucking dead. Mm-hmm. You have to – craft your body and train for that performance but don't get caught up in being fucking shredded don't be caught up in having big biceps those things aren't necessarily going to help you on sports performance you have a limited number of years that you can play sports and you have the rest of your fucking life to work on your body right. that's the thing thing i'm gonna fucking tell you right now when those days are done they're fucking done i mean ryan he still thinks he's you know badass playing slow pit softball i can't talk too much shit because i do as well but right we're both having our head legends in our mind, thing. we can still go out and ball. And I know we could because I definitely still do and I fucking miss playing. But my point being is you don't get caught up in fucking body image, especially as a young kid. There's PEDs involved as well as genetics. And that's the other part we need to open that worms for.
0: Yeah. One thing I'll say too, like you mentioned, you know, don't have to worry about being shredded being huge biceps. In fact, if you do worry about those things and you get those things, that's probably actually going to hinder your performance. I mean, if you get to, like you said, with us being as big as we are, like, we're not as flexible. I mean, we're, I'm still pretty flexible, but, like, as we once were, I mean, it's not, it's not the same. So, like, it does – for me, I can't swing a golf club normal anymore. You probably still can. I think you can. I can't. Like, I have a hard time doing it, uh, but I'm also short, stocky, and, and a piece of shit. So that's 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 my excuse. Um, Yeah, in terms of, like – you mentioned a lot of times we look up and, like, this 14-year-old came to the gym and mentioned he loves the Olympian. He knows the entire field, like – awesome because i don't know the fucking entire field i'm covering the you know i'm covering the event as a media partner and i don't know the field but the thing is like that's something to keep in mind too when you're first getting into fitness or you're a kid depending on if you're listening to this and stuff like the reality of the situation is yes some is genetics some is peds like and that's hard to say that to a kid i remember for me let's use an example like i i come from the world of professional wrestling and one of the most famous professional wrestler of all, wrestlers of all time is hulk hogan and what did he say like say your prayers Eat your vitamins. And kids believed it. They believed that that's why Hogan was so big and he had the 26-inch pythons. He may have said his prayers. He may have ate vitamins, but he also was taking testosterone and DECA and all this other kind of stuff that he can't tell kids, but kids were led to believe something that was not true. So when you look at these larger-than-life athletes, and even, I mean, you hear it all the time, it's, kind of, it's actually kind of quiet. And even in ESPN, when somebody gets popped for PEDs, They don't necessarily make a lot of noise about it. They get like a six-game suspension, maybe a four-game suspension in the NFL, and then they come back and play. In baseball, it might be a 100-game suspension, but they never look like they get big unless they're Barry Bonds. So I guess what I'm trying to say is like kids, young athletes, young people getting into this stuff, if you idolize certain people, like I'm not saying they all take something because that's not necessarily true, but just you know, try to be realistic. Search out for the, the finer details and the scientific facts behind things and just don't Always assume like if they're on a cover of, you know, like LeBron James is, is promoting this company called Ladders. He he didn't get ripped from taking that shitty company's supplements. He didn't do it. All right. So um, you know, he didn't get ripped from PEDs either, I don't believe. He's just a genetic fucking freak of nature who's yeah. amazing. Um but that's that's my two cents on on the PED
1: standpoint of athletes. And that's perfect. It segues exactly into the next point I want to cover. If I had to go back once again, this is for the beginners out there or for my younger self, this to not repeat the same stupid shit over, is in our part when it comes to just training. I mean, I, I guarantee you did the same fucking thing. And for all you out there, I see it online. I see it still today. You know, you see, here you go to the gym, you know, with the best of intentions. You got this badass workout that you snag from muscle and fitness or muscle right. development or somewhere online, or it's a celebrity workout, you know, big Rami's leg workout. And the dude's a monster. And, you know, you have you master the basic things that you get caught up in all these routines that are you know great but maybe not for you you hop from program to program you don't give anything time you get impatient you think that everything is a secret and the the key is is that one especially if you're in high school don't focus on bodybuilding style workouts if you're playing football or wrestling because once again you need to focus on explosive things that are conducive to athletic performance being explosive you know, even bench press, some folks will argue, isn't the best thing for, say, football. I mean, yeah, it's a pressing movement, but there's more things such as hammer strength presses, things like that. They're explosive movements. they're probably better off. And that's the strength coach in me saying this. Without getting huge tangent, though, it, there's a lot of, once I said, you know, people, they see something, they run with it, and it may not be exactly what be best for them. You're young, you're still figuring shit out what works best for you, but realize there is no best. And the secret is, there's no fucking secret in mm-hmm. terms of having a best training program. So... Yeah. Know the difference between your goals, and you know what's said. You know it's there's a lot of good ways out there. There's not one way to skin a cat, where they say. The
0: best part that if you're listening and you're in high school right now. Take advantage of your training program that's provided to you by your coaches because it's a consistent training program for you. And most of them, depending on where you go to school, it's probably a decent program. The issue that you're going to run into is when you graduate high school and you go to college and you're off on your own and you're no longer on a structured program and you need to search the internet to find one because now you're, now this, to Drew's point, like now you're probably jumping from program to program after every two, three, four weeks because you're not seeing results quick enough or it's not that fun for you. You need to be consistent with something. To see results, you have to have consistency. And at least in high school, you know, besides the fact, that you're, if you're a male, your natural testosterone levels are at like an anabolic fucking state at this point. Enjoy that because that shit's gonna go away. Enjoy the shit out of that stage of your life. But I mean, if you're on a consistent program from coaches and you're and you're basically forced to work out at 6 a.m. in the morning before school or you know at night depending on which program you're in, like that's that's a gift that you should take with you and t- take that uh, uh, that mindset to college because when you're off on your own, you start to kind of get lazy. Then you try to find it back again. You're like, okay, I'm gonna get back in the gym. And then by the time you get back in the gym, now you're searching for your gym's funny. Jim Spani workouts, and then you don't like his workouts, so then you go to, like, Lee Labrador workouts, and then you just, you went to all these different websites, found all these workouts that you just didn't like. So that's, Drew, that's the biggest thing, like, for us, if we're going to give advice to new people, like, navigating training programs, most people don't even know where to start. You know, they, they, they don't know push-pull legs. They don't know five three one if they're trying to do for strength. Like, they don't know the concept of these different programs. So, like, from you being a strength coach and from you being just a coach in general, like, well, how do you how do you instruct somebody, and in where do they start? Because you can't say Google something because they're gonna they're gonna get twenty billion answers, right? So where do they start?
1: And honestly, I mean, there are some good blurbs out there. The thing is, like, hey, look and see if you can find something that isn't just piecemeal. Don't pick a random arm workout. Don't pick a random shoulder workout. Don't pick a random chest workout. See if you can find a program with some continuity to it from a well-known. Uh, Publisher. I mean, once again, fuck Jim Stepani or Chris Gethin, but they have some decent programs. There is rhyme and reason to them. They'll give you something consistent you can stick to. The main thing is, like, have a plan. At least stick with it for the duration of it and see how it works instead of doing your own thing on the fly, adjusting, and not sticking to the plan. The only way to know if a plan works or not truly is to do the fucking plan. Don't do your version of the plan and then say, oh, this plan didn't work. It's like, you know, some dipshit saying, I tried the keto diet, and then you find out they did their version of the keto diet and they're still eating carbs and okay, you're a fucking moron. So the key is execute whatever you choose to pick and truly gauge it. And that Mm -hmm. segues in the next thing, you know, trying different things and everybody wants to know what supplements to take. Flashback to early 2000s, you know, junior high, so on and so forth, uh, supplements were still toward their infancy. And in, I guess, you know, what, what would you consider that we were we were in the golden age, man? Yeah, supplements were starting to just explode by the time you and I got to college. I mean, okay, just when I got to college, just rephrase that I think that they were getting color TV by the time your bitch ass was starting your senior year. <laughs> I remember back in the day. It was the old uh, nostalgia here. Um, growing up, my dad had the phosphagen pH, EAS, creatine, Dude, that, that was orange shit, and grape. Right? Yeah. They had this god-awful whey protein from weeder at a few places. It did not – Is the so back when protein had not magically been fixed the instantized. It fucking floated in little yep. clumps and tasted kind of like this uh, somewhat milky, sour chocolate milkshake. And uh, you had just very simple simple things and like you're talking amino acid tablets from Universal. Mm-hmm. And then when we got to the age of, you know, making our mark, the first pre-workout I remember taking obviously was No Explode. Then soon you had Superprom two fifty, Anovite is a multi, you had these even the other time, agents like Glycolog or USP Labs Prime, you know, there's all this shit got thrown at you. So the point with this one is when it comes to supplements you have a perfect outlet here on fitness informant self-made Barbell brigade and the internet to find good quality supplements that fucking work and my main advice before i segue off here and let ryan take on his bit on this is that don't get fucking carried away you don't need the kitchen sink in terms of supplements to accomplish your goals i remember you know i was taking well prime for being anabolic uh thing for helping spike you know um you know anabolism two different types of proteins one for post-workout one's for mid-morning one for casein for right. bed a pre a creatine an extra branch of amino acid a joint support um fucking like six seven things i had like a literally a tackle box with pills in it because i think oh i need all this shit to accomplish my goal and now i take literally fucking none of those things it's amazing how that evolves.
0: It's crazy. I mean, yeah. It's so just a. It's a cheap plug, but if you have not seen Subs, the movie, which is on Amazon Prime now from Alex Ardenti, um, it's on Vimeo as well. Just came out. Um, it covers the history of the supplement industry, and it's very, very. T- Drew just mentioned like phosphagen, and there's things like Designer Way and Ultimate Orange, hot stuff like all these all these supplements that came up, and and it talks about uh, Bill Phillips and EAS, and just like. The history of supplements and metrics, it's just it's amazing. It's, it's fascinating to me because it's the world that Drew and I live in. But that when you started saying those names, Drew, of the supplements, I am just like, it brought me back to watching that. It brought me back to being younger, too. And I remember seeing, like, my first supplement I ever took was a Weir, Weir creatine, just a, Weir, a creatine tablet. And people looked at me like I was taking fucking steroids because it was creatine. It was such so frowned upon. And creatine monohydrate, for those of you listening, it's, it's fairly new. Like, 1994, I think, is, like, when the first capsulized in that range, like the mid-'90s. When it came out. that's not that long ago. I mean, literally, that is not that long ago. Um, but yeah, to your point, like, m- then when I remember buying my own supplement, like, on my own, uh, I bought something based off a magazine ad, just like a lot of people do. I was reading magazines and I saw the magazine ads, like, I'm gonna try this. It was a bullshit, not like NOX, chewable. It was, it was fucking dumb. I didn't know what it was. But then to your point, I did the same shit. Like, I would do. I would make sure I had a, 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 an absolute way concentrate. I would have a casein because, God forbid, you can't go to bed and not feed yourself when you're sleeping. Um, and, and all the BCAAs and, and tablets and everything under the sun. But as I educated myself, I realized I don't necessarily need all these things. So for those listening, like, where do you start? Most people do start by just a quick Google search or they find a YouTube reviewer, um, a magazine ad if it still exists. Or they get what it is now. It's like you're scrolling through Facebook and you see an ad that pops up saying 30 bucks off or 30% off X. And the ad looks cool, so you buy it. And you're buying something because there's a you know a 10-point buck on the cover of it or whatever it might be and you think it looks cool, so you buy it. You got the biggest thing with sports nutrition is granted per deshea, they're not drugs, but they're chemicals and they're things that you're putting inside your body. So you may not understand what to take, but you should when you look to buy something and you're gonna buy it, you should at least do a quick search on what that thing is because the fact that we as consumers spend a lot more time researching this fucking thing Then we do things that we put inside of our body that we're going to ingest is shocking to me because you get one of these and you can get a million of these things. So, uh, and that, that for me is like, yeah, we have a great outlet and I don't want to do a cheap plug saying you have to use fitness informant. There are plenty of people. You can go to drew directly. You can go to other experts, but you got to make sure that there's not some sort of alternative motive and agenda with what's going on. So a lot of times, people are going to download these eBooks and these workout plans, and with them come supplement recommendations, and that's kind of like an alternative or like an alternative motive for that too. So it, it is hard, especially because we live in the age where it's the internet is our where we go. We go to the internet, we do a Google search, and we find some of these top ten ranking websites, and they're all paid for by the supplement companies. And I understand why people make the wrong decision all the
1: time. It's funny the other part that comes to mind too when you start out. I guarantee you did the same fucking shit. Especially when GNC still fucking mattered, uh, brick and mortar. You know, you'd go in and ahead of time, you'd see something online. Bodybuilding.com was in his heyday and magazines are still so popular. You'd like walk in like, oh man, okay. no explode. Yeah, you go in and you, you think you know more than a guy GNC does because you fucking probably did, even though you're 16. Fuck TNC, and you walk in and you're like, hey man, oh, what's up, bro? He's like, hey, want to help you with something? And I, oh yeah, um, I you some no explode. Like you know, like he's done this a million times. Whatever. You walk in all cocky and like, yeah. So, uh, any any supplement? I remember going in for one time. I don't know why I was fucking possessed with this. Like a fucking senior. I didn't even know the why. He's oh yeah, I've got that. Um, oh just pick it up, you know, in our bottle of Expel over here. Some water. <laughs> like, like fucking why? You know, you look back and like, man, I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you walk in and it's just like. For whatever reason, you know, that your independent research, sometimes you look back and, man, what path did I take? Where did I end up? And why the fuck did I decide that? Yeah. Nothing harmful at the same time. Like, why? <laughs> and, yeah. I was
0: going to sure. say, too, like, as you start out and you start getting in the fitness – you don't need to go balls to the walls with supplements. You know, for, for a guy like Drew who formulates them and for somebody like me who recommends them to people, I don't recommend people jump into supplements right the way. I recommend into finding a routine and finding a rhythm that works for you, making sure you get your diet in point. Then when you think that you need to obtain that extra 5 to 10% performance boost, then we can start incorporating supplements. But, I mean, like, everybody's, everybody that comes to you and I all the time, Drew, and says, like, what are, what are like, the top five supplements that you must take? And in my top five, I'm not putting a pre-workout ever. Like, I mean, there are things like a fish oil pill or a multivitamin because of our fucking American food system is garbage. Like, the the, the general health non-sexy supplements, even like a really high-quality greens powder, is something that I would recommend before we talk about branch chains and pre-workouts and things of that nature. Protein, maybe, but, I mean, you can obviously get enough protein through whole food sources as well. So it just... That everybody asks us, and maybe we'll do an episode sometime on like the five essential supplements that everybody should be taking and why, because I think it would be helpful for people. Because I bet you uh, you and I aren't putting a pre workout in that top five.
1: I agree, 100%. And this is exactly a lot of times you don't know, get with the clients, like, hey, y'all, do, I, do I get help with like supplements as well? I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna give you the one to recommend and why, and you're gonna be surprised. Pre workout, I'm like, hey, there's a lot of good ones out there. Pick whatever the fuck you want. How about protein? M. Here's my recommendations and what to look for, but there's a lot of good fucking ones out there. The things I want them to take are like I have a green supplement in there, a fiber supplement. And um, this very basic things. So People are like, man, oh, yeah, this, this a very light supplements. So I don't even – why do I need greens? am like, trust me. This is shit that actually matters. But yeah, like gut health, <laughs> things like that aren't sexy, but no. it's ne- it's necessary. That's exactly it. And speaking of gut health, my man, your part and probably the biggest part of this episode this can be frustrating, um, can be very confusing. Everybody is a fucking expert these days, especially – as you know somebody younger if i was go back talk to my 18 year old self you know yeah. i remember growing up at that time uh, i think probably f- late high school early college is when atkins was getting really mm. popular yeah and right? that's when carbs first started to get demonized i think like you know four five so like early on in high school and you grow up with a stigma in your head before you know better like oh my god carbs are carbs are evil and you know lo and behold like as a kid you know you care even less to investigate you just want to simplify shit because like oh i just Carbs. So, enough you're eating like four fucking Atkins bars. Like, oh, there's no carbs, right? And then, you know, magically lose weight because, you know, you're, you're growing through football practice. Da, 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 da. And, you know, nothing about calories. And, like, oh, uh, fats are good. I need fats. You know, just right, eating handful of sunflower seeds, just random shit like that. The thing is, I'll start with this. Whether you're a young kid, going back to myself or to anybody out there starting this, asking questions. So before you were about supplements training, Learn about basic fucking nutrition. Learn what calories are. Learn how to track them. Learn what protein, carbs, and fats are. Learn how to get an actual realistic number in your head of what you need to hit. There's a lot of good calculators online, including at Fitness Informant. Um, Just figure out what basic nutrition is. out how to read a fucking nutrition label. Figure out how to figure out serving sizes. I mean these are basic things that are shockingly common things that are not common. Mm -hmm. I am blown away sometimes. I don't mean you have to fucking track everything – um, you know, the OCD, but you know, take my fitness pal. This will tell everybody, Hey, do this once I do a couple of days, get my fitness pal on your phone. It's free. Really record everything you eat accurately in terms of serving sizes for like three days and see what happens. You might be shocked, mm-hmm. but that's the thing. Learn about basic fucking nutrition is yes. a step that you need to take.
0: It's, you know, you and I were talking lately cause now I'm on off season prep and I had tracked my macros like consistently using uh, – I use chronometer or chronometer, however you want to pronounce it, and it does make a world of difference. Like Even when you think you know what you're eating is correct and, and you can eyeball a serving size, when you actually start to weigh your shit, you will see more changes in your body and your physique just by doing that and adhering to a program. And, and I was never in bad shape, but, I mean, I've seen my body change dramatically just since doing that and upping carbohydrates. But for me, my rule of thumb when I was 18 or when I started getting into fitness was if the food product that I'm going to eat has more grams of protein than fat – it's good. That's what I thought. I, was, I, I, I truly believe that if there was more grams of protein on the label than fat, that it was a good selection. Now, that's not necessarily always true at all. And especially, you know, we had a conversation the other day in our group, uh, a big package. It was like a breakfast food. I think it was Jimmy Dean something or another. And it had 28 grams of protein on it on the front of the pack. And consumers think just because it's on the front of the pack, like, that is the main benefit of that product and it's good for you. Just because something has 28 grams of protein doesn't mean it's good for you. It's fake eggs. It's overprocessed bullshit. Like, you still have to look at nutrition labels. Not just the macros, people. And this is why it's so difficult. This is why it's so complex is because when you actually start looking at the ingredients and there's these things called parenthetical labeling where they actually... Like, if they use... For instance, if they use eggs in a... In a breakfast dish, like a frozen bref- bre- breakfast dish, they are required to break out exactly what's in those eggs if it's not just eggs. So then you start seeing different flavoring and preservatives, and like that starts to be an eye-opener. So completely understand, nutrition is complicated as fuck. On top of that, you have billions of dollars in marketing spent on you via advertising, whether it be billboards, in-the-store advertising – making you, leading you to believe one thing. Like, for instance, the Atkins diet, right? Like, that, that, that was, a, they spent so much money on it to, leading you to believe one thing, and then people actually started getting hurt from it. Now, they're still around, and they just bought Quest and all that kind of shit, but... It's very difficult when you have people screaming at you from multiple views and you don't know who to trust and who to believe because as you grow up, and this is something that we don't talk about a lot in fitness, you're growing up with Betty Crocker and General Mills, and you're led to believe, like, Betty Crocker is not going to lie to you because that's what your mom used, right? It's just, like, an old school thing, so you're led to believe that it's good for you. I worked there. They make a bunch of stupid shit, and and they make great money off it, but, like... That, and I, some people out there might not have made that connection, but when you grow up with a fictional character and you are led to trust her and believe in her in the case of Betty Crocker, like you might eat that product for the rest of your life and just assume it's good and not think that that brand is going to change things on you. Brands change things all the time. It's what we call like basically holistic margin management. They take shit out all the time to, to make higher margins, which typically means that product becomes worse for you. So like, where to go for proper nutrition advice... At this point, especially when you're starting out, I mean, you just can't overcomplicate the shit. You know, people say shop the perimeter of the grocery store. That's actually really good advice. You know, shop the perimeter, fresh fruits and vegetables, even though frozen is not bad. Actually, Drew probably could tell you too, sometimes frozen is actually better for you Mm -hmm. than fresh. Um, But just stay away from the box shit. Stay away from the stuff in the middle that's instant. Like, that's the shit you need to stay away from.
1: The basic thing that I'll tell people, especially, I don't care how old you are, is if you ne- take a look at your diet, are you eating food or are you eating food products? A perfect example mm-hmm. is when Ryan was talking about the Jimmy Dean. Yeah, it's, if you think you can make – you can put the two bowls side by side on the table. But if you were to do a write-out of the fucking ingredients in there, okay, say the Jimmy Dean one has sausage, eggs, and cheese. Let's make it very simple. And you have another one you made yourself, sausage, eggs, and cheese. Sausage, let's be real, is a, a processed – Food. You have to process the meat, put a casing on it, so on and yeah. so forth. So let's let's take it a step back. Let's do – if you say like a pre-made meal of like say the eggs, steak and mm-hmm. veggies, same the cooking thing. If you look at the eggs you made yourself, you're probably cracking eggs or using a carton of egg whites, right. ingredient, fucking eggs. But when you look at the ingredients and in the eggs and the pre-made thing, it's like eggs, tricalcium, phosphate, I'm just, uh, preservatives. I mean that's not inherently bad but now you're starting to get to the edge of things are more of a food – Product, or it's like if you're eating, say, once again, picking up your macros, eating things like pop tarts or processed cereals and so forth. There are some cereals that I incorporate for both myself and my clients for specific purposes. Don't get me wrong, it's not all bad, but in general, Ryan hit the nail on the head. Shop the perimeter of the store. Whole foods is going to be better. And I, once again, it's a whole new podcast, and I I believe in that too. Is like you know the uh, thermic effect of food calories calories proteins proteins you don't always have to quote unquote eat fucking clean that's right. not what i'm no. saying but i am going to tell you that you're going to feel the best and get the best results in the long term and also typically save yourself some money by eating eating real fucking food you know get good food you know steaks chickens fishes um you know fresh vegetables if you want to have a little bit of garbage in there like oh i just i really fucking enjoy a pop tart then have a fucking pop tart unless you're contest prepping or doing something specific it's probably not going to kill you You know, everything in context, but that's the key. Just make the most of your diet on the outside of the store, real meat, real vegetables, real carb sources, you know, just stick with those type of things. That's the main advice I have to give you when you're starting out. I mean,
0: obviously, there are a few things within the perimeter you're going to go and get, like your jasmine rice. If you're going to get that, that's (laughs) not in the perimeter. But like, and you'll learn those as you go along. Like if you, the biggest thing is like, don't overcomplicate this shit. I mean, you and I both say this all the time, like. We try to overcomplicate it by buying every supplement under the sun, by trying to figure out this is the diet that's supposed to be right for me because he said I'm supposed to do it. So now you're studying the keto diet and you realize, like, what the fuck is the keto diet? I mean, we just we need to start – keep it simple, stupid. The whole acronym of KISS is the biggest thing. That means in the gym with your training, keep it simple for, to start. Keep your supplementation simple or non-existent if you don't need to. Keep your food selection simple to what Drew said, like real food, not this food product stuff. Um, I mean, there's a lot that we, and, and, and what's great about this episode is so many ideas have stem from this. I and mean, we could talk about like the idea of eating healthy. Is it truly expensive? And what is the content and the definition of eating healthy? And we'll probably get into those things. But the the last thing we want to dive into here as we wrap up the show is a lot of people as they're 18 or even me, when I was 18, I didn't want a career in fitness. I didn't, you know, I wanted to be a pro wrestler. That's what I wanted to do. I had to incorporate fitness in my life. Um, You might be a different story and I don't know if if a career in fitness was kind of like your your get-go In the in the state of Nebraska and if so like what advice are you giving to people who are considering a career in fitness?
1: Okay, well start out a couple pronged here. I mean, I think it all started in terms of fitness specifically um, Probably my before my junior year of high school all before that, my freshman sophomore year, I was thinking about going in architecture. Man, it's still a fucking badass field. But then again, you know, I realized that you were like, working out. Uh, somebody was being a smartass in the weight room. I was like, hey, you know, when you're bench pressing, make sure to have your hands lined up. You know, I mean, you're, you're fucking lopsided. And so, oh, what are you, a personal trainer or something? I'm like, huh. Yeah. And the, the little light bulb and the uh, live wide forward here we are. It's evolved, you know, from personal training to strength conditioning coaching for athletes to more of the supplement side of things very clearly – my love in, in dietetics so it, it, you may take different paths but the best advice that i'm going to give you is realize that there, there are pros and cons um to everything some possible th- a few careers you can take in fitness this isn't fucking career day Little gorilla no i don't have internships open a lot of people do personal training it's a very common one uh pros of that you get to work with people you get to train people for a living share your passion working it out the downside of a real there's a very ho- ho- fucking high burnout rate of it. If you're not good with people, um, don't be a personal trainer, especially for one-on-one sessions because you are in part their therapist as well. A lot of people want to talk the whole time they're training. If that's not a direct hit for you, group training sessions and their possibility running boot camps or just helping in the more specialized medical field. Um, there's uh, things like physical therapy, rehabilitation. Uh, trainers specialize in that cardiac patients need to be rehabilitated so training is a type of thing you're looking at there's a few segues there um, you can also go the route more of the lab-based side exercise physiologists if your love is that or biomechanists um, kinesiologists so on so forth and then, of course, um, if you want the out, if you're not looking to do just things like uh, exercise and nutrition things like that, you could go into say social media marketing and, and have a love for supplements. but then if you decide you' want know, to we'll do that, you can go to the other side and do social media for a little debbie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So the key is don't box yourself in have you know, do some research. if you' somebody that you, uh, see that does kind of what you want to do just fucking ask him like hey if you don't mind me could I pick your brain like what's the route that you took to kind of get where you are for the job you're doing I want to do what you do how do I get there
0: I think the biggest thing too is you have to be willing to to approach this industry with a unique point of a unique mindset because you may not just be handed a job like if you look at the way Drew and I both got into this industry actually like our, our realization of being involved in this industry Same path. I mean, we worked for, I mean, I run a website, you ran a website for the longest time. That evolved into you being now like a director of science for a supplement company. I mean, that's a pretty cool way of getting into the space. It's not like you graduate with a degree, all of a sudden, you know, Ike from ProSupps called you up and said, here's a contract, buddy, you want it?" You know, that's not how it worked. Like, you had to pay your dues. And just, you know, and and just like if you get an entry-level job in the corporate America, like you graduate with a marketing degree, you're not going to get a C-level position right away. You got to work your ass up to get there. You know, for Drew and I, our entry level position was was creating content and and working on the bodybuilding.com forums and just like interacting with people and learning as much as we can. So that's not to say you can't graduate and then get a job at bodybuilding.com or GNC or with a a supplement brand. Definitely possible. But sometimes you have to prove yourself too. Sometimes you have to work for free or work for for peanuts. I mean, the pay in this industry, at least in, in the sports nutrition side of things, for an entry level position is not high because it's kind of a fun, high energy field to be in. When you establish yourself and actually have credentials behind your name, like Drew and even like myself, like we can demand a higher salary from people and, and they, they will pay it because we're we obviously proven our worth. And that's not to be cocky or condescending, that's just the truth. Like you, we ate shit for a while, you know, and we enjoyed the taste of it and now we don't want to eat it anymore. So, um, but uh, yeah, you can get in via personal training. That's One thing about if you're going to do personal training too, there's basically two routes with that, right? You can go work for a gym where you're basically sharing all your profits with the gym for the most part and you're basically being paid an hourly salary or you can start your own business. If you decide to go out and do your own personal training business, you better know how to run a fucking business. So take a business class. Some of these personal training programs now are offering like a business 101, a finance thing. Take it. Take advantage of it because managing money, paying taxes, that shit doesn't come natural to anybody. Unless yep. you're a CPA. Um, so I guess that's my final piece of advice on that. The career in fitness and nutrition is amazing. It's the best thing that I've ever got to do. Obviously, Drew, you love what you do. I, I, can't, mm-hmm. imagine, I can't imagine a life in which you and I will ever work in another industry ever again.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I've, you um, know, good or bad, pigeon myself, pigeonholed myself myself into. I love it. So, I mean, even if I don't bodybuild anymore, it's still, I love what I do. I love product development. I love being a scientist. And I've even had the force enough of to branch off into things not sports nutrition, you know, cognitive health, so on and so forth. I'm in this for the long run and I'll evolve with that. The thing that I think would be cool to wrap this episode up with, I know we're about right on time, so keeping our attention here. For each of these topics, whether body image, training, supplements, eating, or career, really, really quickly, I keep it short, that's the rule in this. Give two key tips for each of these. So going first, body image, the two things I'll leave to give away, once again, don't say fuck you if I say what you're going to say. This is Sondamaten's spot. Is... Uh, Especially as a kid, you know. Keep in mind, you have this is a long race. Not everybody starts with the same deck of cards. You can always change your body for the better. Right. The other part with that too is don't caught up in where this is competing in sports and uh, just general life at the gym, whatever focus. Focus on your fucking self. You can't do anything to change how other people look and how they progress compared to you. What how you have in control is to work on your body with what you are given, with your effort, your research, your decisions you make on a daily basis. Those are two things I have for the body image.
0: Yeah, the one I'm going to take is John Meadows gave me the, what, great advice. Stop this compare and despair bullshit. Don't look mm-hmm. at what you once were if you know, where you're a competitor or maybe when you were younger you used to be in shape and now you're not. And then the tail on that, if you're not where you want to be, fucking
1: change it. It's simple mm-hmm. as that. I'm not
0: going to have sympathy for you. If you don't like the person you see in the mirror, fucking change
1: it. Simple as that. Boom. Training. Keep a neural train rolling here. The main thing. Fucking pick something and see it through. Get an actual program. Do what the program says, you know, within the best of your ability to truly really vet the program out. Don't program hop. Pick something. And here are part two don't get stuck in the same fucking mindset. What may work for you now may not work for you later. You may find better ways of doing things when you think, oh my God, it's the best program I've ever done. Da, da, da. And you find something works better. Well, then that's not the best fucking program you ever done, is it? Right. There is no one way, there is no best. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're just first starting
0: out, my biggest advice is go with a personal trainer. See for a little bit. Just see what you like. And they're also going to teach you how to use the machines the correct way if they're good. The personal trainer, don't, don't be too proud to hire a coach or a trainer because they can actually, especially if you're just starting out, they can show you the ropes. They can show you different lifts that you might enjoy. You can incorporate in your lifestyle. And then the second one is what Drew says. Just be consistent. After Whether you're with a trainer or you're doing it on your own, stick to a fucking plan for six to eight weeks and see what happens. You might be miserable during it. Don't quit and give up. Keep going. At the end, you can reevaluate and say, yep, that wasn't for me, and then find something else until you find something that is for you.
1: Boom, my man. Supplements. Uh, with that one, uh, my main thing is just do your research from a credible source, not just what your bro says, the gyms. You know, I know that can be hard advice. Like, okay, what considers credible? But I'll keep it a short, keep it credible. And two is just keep things simple. You don't need to have a cupboard full of supplements. Sometimes using less works even better. Focus on nutrition and training first. Supplements are meant to supplement what you're already doing. Yeah.
0: 100% me, the biggest thing is, is like educate what you're putting in your body first and foremost because it, I mean, it could be detrimental to what you're doing. And two, and this is, this is a big one for me, if you're living paycheck to paycheck and finances are tough, don't overextend your fucking self to buy supplements. For Christ's sakes, you don't need them that bad. I mean, we had a guy the other day that didn't want to wait a couple days for his shipment. You probably read this. I don't know. Didn't yeah. want to wait for something to be yep. delivered. So he was going to walk into GNC and buy a fat burner. You don't need a fat burner that fucking bad. Wait for it. Just chill out, people. Supplements are not miracle drugs. They're not. They're great. I love them. But they're not going to take you from who you are today to Arnold Schwarzenegger tomorrow. They're just not going to do that.
1: This is fucking spot on. Uh, eating. Um, I have one that we didn't talk about in the fucking episode. Mainly because it was very trending. One, you don't need a fucking meal prep company to make your food for you to be fucking successful. It's not a stab at you, Ryan. You have a good partnership it's with convenience that. But I fuck, swear but to yeah, God, no, no, no. I am annoyed to fucking death everybody that starts getting into training or bodybuilding they see these fucking cucks on ig like oh hey ryan uh, gets from midwest meals or wherever it is or they see oh kai green who doesn't even use these meals is sponsored by them oh he used a meal company most people that do food prepping and what you need to do don't use a fucking meal prep company it's called, my meal prep company is my fucking kitchen so don't that's, that's, you don't have to do it i don't know 100%. why i make a number one it's just 100%. popped in my head i'm like fuck it's current two same as training be fucking consistent Mm. figure out the basics and stick with it if you don't consistently eat like you know with a somewhat of a plan in mind how are you ever going to know how what you need to fix what works for you what doesn't work for you you're never going to figure it out pick something be consistent make adjustments and be flexible um i'm gonna steal a third is that there's no one best Mm -mm.
0: correct yeah the biggest thing is i don't think any a lot of people know where to start in terms of, like, how much they're supposed to eat because they've never calculated their their, their macros before. Start there. I mean, I, I like, learn what macros are so you understand what that is. But calculate your caloric intake, what you should be at for your different levels, whether it's your total daily energy expenditure, your basal metabolic rate, whatever it might be based on your goals. Because then you can then, to what Drew's point said, track for three days and see where you're at. Guarantee you're probably under-eating. Most people are under-eating or you're either under-eating by a lot or you're overeating by a lot. Nobody's really ever that close. So the two things that I I want to do is, like, A, figure your macros out, then track. And if I had a third one, then just keep it simple. You know, shop that perimeter. Keep whole foods to start out. Once you understand a little bit more what your body can take and what you can adapt to, then you can start incorporating a Pop-Tart here and there if it fits your macros or whatever it might be if you're not in contest prep. But really try to take it seriously to start because – um, you know and also to that point like the last thing is like don't cut all the bad shit right away Like if somebody tells you like you can no longer have a soda or You can no longer have a pop-tart. You're probably gonna get discouraged and quit So instead of cutting it completely out cut one out a week then cut two out a week and slowly cut that shit out Because at least then you still have something small to look forward to until it's no longer of interest to you
1: anymore That's exactly it dude. That, that's fucking right on the money and last but not least um, Once again, I'm impressed to how smooth they made this is when it comes to career things one is this don't box yourself in too early. See everything that there is to offer in life. But, you know, I'm 29. Once again, most people consider that relatively young. Ryan, you're early 30s as well, my friend. We have a lot of life ahead of us. If you don't have exactly what you want to, want to do, figured out at fucking 18 years old, you're going to be okay. I know people that are fucking 50 and don't know what the fuck they want to do with their lives. Don't be that guy. Figure that shit out. Hopefully somewhere along the way. But the key is you're always going to be evolving. Be open to it. And don't worry about figuring it out. Just move forward in the general direction of what you like and enjoy. Yeah two is be fucking realistic um we kind of talked about this with career but the same thing with if you want to be a social media in general or career like a sponsored athlete or somebody that once again works for some company these high-end jobs let's be real it's a growing industry but there are not a lot of sponsored athletes that make a living for being sponsored and there's also not a lot of these jobs for like okay like myself i'm a director of scientific affairs not a lot of companies have that because I'm a hot commodity. It is a um, thing in a new and growing position, and I'm very sought after. But you know there's not a lot of those jobs open. So, It's a very competitive space. So be realistic. Don't box yourself in. And get a feel for all the possibilities. And don't, you know, just keep your mind open.
0: Yeah, for me, it's kind of going more maybe corporate side of things, especially if you want to get involved in this industry. One is, like, see people out on a platform like LinkedIn. There are plenty of people in this business on LinkedIn that I've connected with, that I've made friendships with, that I've done business with since, uh, just through a professional connection like LinkedIn. And two, show interest. If you really want to do something, show interest. Maybe you, if it is, like, I'm not condoning you to do this, but, like, if you're a big fan of, you know, supplement brand ABC, then, then write reviews on ABC supplements or write some content or do a paper in school on that brand. Show that you actually care. Because one of the biggest things that my professors would, would always tell me is like, if you want to be a pilot or you want to work for Southwest Airlines, do a bunch of research papers on Southwest Airlines. You can take that shit to the interview. You imagine if you show up to an interview with Aaron Singerman, of all people, at RedCon 1, you did like three papers in college, like looking at the business model of, of RedCon 1, it's going to impress the shit out of him, and he's going to give you a job on the spot. So if you really are interested in doing that type of stuff, Put in some fucking effort before you even have a job. And that way, if you eventually can seek and land that interview with
1: whoever or whatever,
0: you have some stuff that shows that you actually are interested. You're not just looking for a paycheck.
1: Yep, yep. Shit, man. I mean, yeah, I couldn't have said that any better. So I think that that's the list, man. And usually you the end up or episode end up. So I'm going to let you continue to have that honor. But like I said, today's podcast is a little bit different. It's a mix of beginner advice as life experience slash. Just some quick realities and a lot of these hot topics we covered here. I did, once again, as I mentioned earlier, I think of things kind of on the fly. I did not know how I didn't take this earlier, mm-hmm. but that episode on pers- the reality of personal training and strength coaching, what you want to do, what you want to don't do, how to tell your trainer fucking sucks, and that might be the title, your trainer fucking sucks, because there's a lot of shitty trainers out yeah, there.
0: Yeah, we got a lot of good stuff, and I think starting from this episode, if you guys have any topics or ideas for us, hit us up uh, via, we're on Facebook, you can go in the Self Made barbo Brigade Group. Seek us out individually. Whoever, uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, or iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. Follow along on the, the Iron Jungle Podcast over at Facebook. Subscribe to that, and we can take comments there too. Give us some engagement. We'll go from there. So until next week, Drew. This is a, this was our longest episode to date, but I think we gave some really good uh, some really good content. And I think people are going to be engaged the entire time because I don't think we said one thing that's 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 untrue. So, and I think if a lot of people out there are listening to this and they've been a little bit more experienced, they're probably going to be shaking their head, yes. Uh, and if you're new. Just listen and, and, and take everything in stride and try to incorporate this in your life. guarantee you'll start to, you'll start to see better results because of it. Um, and again, if you need to get in touch with us, we're here to help at any time and any day. Until next time, that's Drew Peters. He is the Vanilla Gorilla. I'm the American Lion. Peace out.